Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Season's greetings, Mrs. Claus here. My better half and his army of elves are getting ready to hit the home stretch on this season's work. And while bringing joy to little boys and girls everywhere warms their hearts, the best part of this whole shebang for them is listening to Pop-Up Filmcast's 12 Days of Pop-Up. Every weekday between December 9th and Christmas Eve, Keith and Derek put smiles on elf ears and make hubby's belly jiggle like a bowl full of jelly. There will be 12 guests talking about a dozen movies from the same number of genres, each with more holiday flair than a bottomless box of fate-supplied movies full of magical reindeer poop. Seriously, whatever they feed them to make them fly really does a number on their tummies. Anywho, make sure to check out the pop-up film costs 12 days of pop-up, starting Thursday, December 9th. And not to seem threatening, but those who don't get put on the naughty list, I'm Mrs. Claus, I can make that happen. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. tell you where my pants are where are your pants david upstairs in my hamper like your your hanky hamper <laughs> yes what's a hanky hamper i have no idea <laughs> did you just make that up yeah did you just fly yeah. did you just use your fly improv skills my fly to make that up are so hot <laughs> i i can't even ex- yeah oh gregory guys welcome to the night rider years I'm your host, Dave Champa. I am your other host, Greg Klein. Uh, I decided after all these years that I'm just... After all these years, it's been 25 episodes. All these years. I decided to shorten it up. I'm going to drop the Champa Klein, and we're just going to go Night Rider years. You think so? <laughs> Not on the official branding. I just think when we introduce the show, I think it's better to just introduce it as the Night Rider years, because we are the only Night Rider years on the on the internet. We're the, we, we're the only we? Night Rider years in your ears? We are the only Night Rider years in your ears. <laughs> yes. My dears. My dears. Only Night Rider years in your ears. How many times do you think we're going to have to repeat that? Put away your fears because today we're here's to make everything f- taste like beers. <laughs> I love it. I was going to pick up some beer tonight yeah but i'm exhausted and i was afraid that we're recording a little bit later than usual it's not too bad it's like 8 15 yeah. i was really afraid that i was just going to be under the table if i had one of those beers probably so guys we are in the doldrums of winter even though it's march 6th we've been saying this for the past three or four it's episodes. just getting worse i'm feeling so much worse <laughs> every second that winter ticks on we had another nor'easter on monday yeah, I stayed home. From, I worked from home. Lucky bastard. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, I'd rather go into work because I work from home and I just get bored. 
And right. I, but it was good because I snowblowed. It took two hours to clean up the driveway and, the, and everything. Well, I, okay, so I was thinking about that the other day. You told me that. It took you two hours. I almost said two hours to night blow. <laughs> it's, I'm all about the night blowing. <laughs> it took you two hours to snowblow. And I realized that your driveway is deceiving because it's gravel. So yeah. I don't realize how large it actually is. It's huge. And we do it, we deliberately go wider. Like we, we, we go wider than we need to so that as the winter goes on, there's a place to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I was thinking, because the other, so Monday morning I got up to snowblow. I got up about six o'clock to start snowblowing because I knew I was going to have to go to work. In fact, this is the first job I've ever had where I have to go to work in snow. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. But I got up at six and it was like a really heavy snow. But it only took me about 45 minutes oh, yeah. to do that entire driveway plus that turnaround to yeah. get out because our neighbor decided that he's just not going to do that. Okay. And so he only does his section and leaves the turnaround completely. Because don't you have a plow guy? No. Oh, okay. Well, we used to, we did. And, and he's, he's a great guy, but since I got the snowblower and the snow hasn't been that bad, yeah. it didn't feel necessary to get the, the plow guy. Plus, it was just an expense that we didn't want to have right. to worry about um but he just doesn't like plow the turnaround because it doesn't affect him because he doesn't actually use it did she just fart no that that was my hand on my leather seat <laughs> sorry so oh my gosh that sounded just like a fart yeah maybe it was maybe so it wasn't. he doesn't utilize the turnaround so he feels like it's not necessary for him to snow blow that yep and it seems very selfish because fair. we use it i mean i saw you tonight you came up and you, yeah. you I, so we use it all the time to pull out of the house yeah so I have to do it every every time, but yeah. even still, it only took me forty five minutes. But I remember, I, I kept trying to think like, how is it possible that it takes you two full hours to do your driveway? But I forget how how actually <laughs> huge. large your driveway and that is. Was just me. Normally, Christy and I can get it done in an hour with two snowblowers, so that makes sense. Do you have two snowblowers? Yeah, we have a big one and a little one. Do you do you use the little one? Yeah, the little one's great. Is it? Oh, did you hear that? No, was that a real? Oh part? no, my stomach. Oh, I think that I made some really questionable quesadillas for dinner tonight. Speaking of stomachs, I had some terrible things happen to me last night. Oh, do tell. Oh, it's just, I woke up with this this gurgling, and I was tossing and turning, and I felt like like nature moving inside of me, (laughs) and I just... Man, it was a it was a questionable evening. What time did you did, did was this like a middle of the night wake up run to the bathroom or was it like it was it was just a, a slow brooding throughout the night to the point that the sun started coming up. Uh, okay, I'm like, well, I can't go to bed now. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I hated it. That's just the worst. So okay, so speaking of waiting till the sun comes up, I, I'm I'm about to start something tomorrow that I'm not sure I'm going. I'm, I think I'm going to regret. Ooh, I got a gym membership today. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm going to start getting up at quarter of five, mm-hmm. drive to the gym for five o'clock. Just, all I want to do is I want to hit the treadmill for an hour a day because I have- An hour, okay. I have moderate I have moderate to severe arthritis in my lower back. Mm-hmm. Not going to go away. I need to start moving the muscles in my back more. Yeah. So in order to do that, I need to start exercising more. Yeah. It's winter. I can't do any of that. What I like to do, I like uh, to walk. Yeah. I like to get out and get exercise, but I can't do it in the winter. So I got a gym membership, so I'm going to go four days a week. Ooh. I'm just going to get up 5 o'clock, walk the treadmill for an hour. I've got a bevy of podcasts to listen to while I walk. <laughs> that's all I want to do. I just want to do wow. it for a couple weeks and just try, but it's 10 bucks a month okay. for the gym. 
all access to all the equipment. So all I want is a treadmill for 60 minutes a day. I like that. I'm a pro- I mean, I, I walk a lot in the summer, but I haven't since it got cold. Also, like when it gets icy, like my knee is such that if I slip, it hurts a lot to correct my balance. Like, yes. It re- it's really painful. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate walking in the snow and the ice because I'll, I'll just fall. Yeah. I'm an old man. Well, I'm learning a lot about center of balance, working for a prosthetist. Uh-huh. And working in prosthetic legs and limbs and stuff, and how it's obviously it's a lot harder for somebody with an artificial limb, especially a leg, to correct their center of balance. Because if they're going to slip, it's really hard to correct that center of balance. So I'm actually yeah. learning a lot about balance. Yeah, that's which cool. Which is which is kind of helpful for me because I've been really off balance recently, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. That's all the crap in your head. Speaking Probably. of, so I, I know you can't really talk about uh, patient specifics. I cannot. Do you have any patients with uh, prosthetic heads? Uh, no, no, unfortunately, there's that has not been perfected yet. Yeah, you think it's on the horizon anytime soon? I don't know. I, I mean, I can I can certainly talk to my boss when he gets back from his conference next week. You know, you know that movie. There's this movie out there. Yeah, um, it's called Mars Attacks. Yeah, where they put human heads on animals. I don't know if that would be considered prosthetics. That would be more of um, like a transplant. Okay, so that's not us. Um, but if the transplant failed, then they would get referred to us in case they needed something. So, like, if they tried to put a head on a body and the body started to fail, mm-hmm. they would send the head to us. Do you, can you do prosthetic bodies? I mean, I've seen limbs. Like I've seen, RoboCop. I've seen legs. I've seen hands. I've seen arms. I've seen fingers. Mm-hmm. I've seen feet. I've seen toes. Uh, so you would imagine that you could just put them all together. What about just like a prosthetic thigh? That goes under the role of an AFO. Like mid-leg. Which is like an orthosis, more of a brace. Like, could, I mean, could you say... The, the middle of your leg goes bad. Could yes. you replace that with, say, a fake leg, but still have your original lower leg? Yes. Yes. I want you to try that. <laughs> okay. I want you to go ahead and try that and see if uh, see if that works out for sure. you. Sure. All right? What do you want to do first? You want to talk about the Knight Rider bloopers? Or do you want to talk about the Twitter response? Oh, what's more for, fun? For our poll question. Oh, what is more fun? <laughs> I, I, it doesn't matter to me because the the Night Rider blooper was something that Greg and I found in passing tonight before we actually started watching the episode. Why did that? Why did we decide to look up Night Rider bloopers? Because there's something I love. I love bloopers. I love gag reels. It's one of my favorite parts of watching television shows or movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just think it shows kind of a human side of an actor for some reason. Yes, I, I like that, and I don't remember. If we ever MacGyver, I don't think we ever looked up MacGyver blooper reel. Not deliberately, no. But uh. this was just—I just wanted to look it up, and I, we came across this one. It's like a fifty-three-second clip, and it was okay. You've come to find out that David Hasselhoff is a salty bastard. Every other word out of his mouth was "fucking this" or "fucking that." Or at one point, one of the one of the females walks by, and he turns around and looks at her and goes, "Hey, nice ass." <laughs> <laughs> so like things like that is funny but there's one moment at the very end of the blooper reel and michael talks about he's talking to kit and he goes well kit i guess it's gonna be a really long ride well michael i think i have something that may help for that the camera cuts for a split second to a light that goes on and it just says auto suck and just, I, you made me rewind it because i, I didn't see it at first <laughs> so 
That's interesting. It is. It has an auto suck feature. I I absolutely hope that wasn't doctored and that's somewhere in one of the seasons. Auto suck? Auto suck. Do you think it's like do you think it's like Mega Maid? Like yes. Kit, Kit can either suck or blow. Kit's <laughs> gonna vacuum up Kit's the back. Really good at cleaning carpet. <laughs> he can really peel up a good carpet. Oh, God. <laughs> oh David. David, yeah. you're filthy. But seriously though, what yeah, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that that is the moment that really drew us together as friends. I know. And and Kristen <laughs> And as Kristen well. actually we all laughed to, to the point of tears with that. I believe Kristen was in our dorm room that night. We found <laughs> that. Gimli. Gimli. <laughs> Look up Lord of the Rings voiceover. It's like a 12-year-old clip at least since college. So Greg and I have been out of college since 2004-2005. So it's at least 12 or 13 years, maybe even more than 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. YouTube, Lord of the Rings voiceover. It'll change your life. It's it's from the end of the last movie, that whole scene where all the, the fellowship yeah. is kind of meeting Frodo again and back in back in his boudoir. Better yet, I'm just going to post it to the Facebook page and yeah. our Twitter page and all sorts so you guys can see it. It's, it's well worth everybody's time. Anyway, so Kit has an auto-suck feature. I certainly hope that over the next two and a half seasons we uh, we see more of that. <laughs> A lot of it. <laughs> Just like he has the handcuff removal tool. Yes. He's got auto suck. Yes, exactly. All right, Greg, Twitter poll results. Mm. So last week, Greg and I went off the rails <laughs> um, a little bit. So we came up with two questions. <laughs> the first question was, who's more likely to blow out their sphincter deadlifting? <laughs> Dave is now that he's going to the gym. Devin or Michael? Now, Greg and I tied and said that Devin would be the one, but he would be super subtle about it and not tell anyone. <laughs> so he'd really try to hide it but like i think we said last week he'd be hiding in kit in like the middle of the night trying to have kit run diagnostics of his butt <laughs> so yeah so we said devin and thankfully our listeners actually it was a lot closer than i thought 57 percent of our listeners said devin and 43 percent said michael is the more likely to do it i just think michael as the beefcake that he is even though he is kind of a beefcake dummy he seems like the type of person who would be more responsible? Devin would just really try to out to like outdo Michael and just like grab it and just blow blow that thing out. Or did you just th- think it would be like from just doing basic day to day stuff like lifting a, a box or like you know carrying in like a sack of groceries, like like crouching down and picking something up and boop, you know? Yes, boop. <laughs> yes, that's exactly just what like he- that. <laughs> boop. We're not going to talk about what Michael or Kit would say. In fact, Greg and I got something very disturbing out of last week's episode. We're not going to get into it here, but you can imagine if we're talking about sphincters blowing out, what we might be talking about. But I ended up editing that out of last week's episode because I think that would have opened up a rabbit hole for Greg and I. Uh, speaking of holes, it would definitely have opened up a rabbit hole for Greg and I that none of you want to be a part of. We also don't want to have that podcast on this show no if dave and i we'll put out a hidden feed <laughs> may, yeah that might have to be hidden feed with nate Ooh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. all right next question was and this one for some reason got me laughing more <laughs> who's more likely to I'm sorry. <laughs> you want me to read it i don't remember who's more is. likely to smell like a fart for the rest of their life <laughs> once again greg and i tied and said the same answer we both said garth it was between Garth, Devin, or Michael. I just think Garth is the greasy type that would just, but he wouldn't really acknowledge the fact that he smelled like a fart. Oh, poor Garth. I mean, the tragedy that guy's gone through. In, in a, no pun intended, in a literal blowout, 
Garth Knight took 80% of our votes. That he was going to smell like a fart. <laughs> Devin took 20%, and no one voted for Michael. Uh, no, Michael, you're right. I don't think Michael could smell like a fart. I think Michael's a pretty clean dude. But yeah, um, yeah, I think just Garth is just a greasy dude. And I think you know, he'd try to mask it with like like uh, some sort of a cleaning solution, like lemon 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 pledge, or like simple green. <laughs> yeah. He'd he'd he wouldn't use cologne. He'd use like disinfectant. Just trying to like wipe himself down with bleach. Because <laughs> anyone who anybody anybody who knows if anybody has recently gone to the bathroom in a toilet that has been recently cleaned with bleach, bleach and poo. <laughs> We did have this discussion. We did have this discussion. Bleach and poo do not smell good together. Man, what is wrong with us tonight? Absolutely nothing. nothing you know, at all. I think, I think Garth would just use Armor All wipes. Oh, absolutely. Himself. He'd be glistening all the time and smell a little bit like leather. <laughs> but it'd be Armor All because that's what he would have because he'd he'd always be like massaging Goliath and making it look pretty and just and take then a little, he'd just wipe it on himself. Little wipe for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So thankfully everybody uh, everybody agreed with us and we don't have to worry about that. Um, when we get to our next one, uh, our next round at the end of this episode, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of my question. Mine, and I nah. hope, and we're hiding them from each other this time. So I want so neither of us will know uh, what the other is talking about. I do, I do like mine. I do like mine, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna bring up some really interesting backstory. All right, Greg, are you ready to talk about tonight's episode? <laughs> I I just. Let's try to find something good to talk about with this episode. Oh, there's something real good to talk about in this episode, but we're not going to spoil it till this character enters the show. All right, guys, here we go. It's season two, episode four, Merchants of Death. I don't even know how to start <laughs> with an episode like this. I guess let's talk. Okay, so let's talk about the thing that I had the biggest issue with over the course of this episode before we talk about it. And I will try to not fall victim to the same issues that this episode did the pacing was awful it was pretty bad it was the probably one of the slowest paced episodes we've been we've but been through i didn't feel like it was slow i just felt like it was disjointed and just weird like it well, kept my, yes it kept my attention but it was just like uh, uh, stuttering i don't know I honestly like I do feel like it was and it's, it sounds like you kind of are not on the same page with that one but I definitely I it didn't move that like physically and literally the episode just didn't move that fast. I loved how you talked through that. Burn. Did you hear that? I hope yeah. I hope everyone else heard that. I tried really hard to talk so through that burp. We're we're, we're going to continue burping on the show but we're going to try to hide it. <laughs> yeah, the you're right. The pacing was off. It was a little weird, and there was something just about the storytelling, about the yeah, the directing. There's something different about it, and, and I didn't pay attention to who directed it because I, I did. Uh, it might have been Glenn Larson, who's a, a regular at this point for the show. Yeah, he's done a shitload of episodes so far in the series. Um, there's there's just there's a whole lot of just shit that goes nowhere <laughs> in this season, in this episode. Yeah. There there's a C or even I would even consider it a D plot. That just goes literally nowhere. I would consider it an inconvenience. That yes, yeah. it was almost like they needed to to boost the time to forty eight minutes. So they needed like kind of if you think probably three extra minutes. Mm -hmm. They needed three extra minutes, and they're like, "Well, let's just shoehorn this weird." It reminded me of story that MacGyver. In. This reminded me so much of MacGyver. But remember that episode where like the two guys kept trying to to oh, oh, 
Yeah. Nope. Nope. That was that was a uh, season one. Oh shit! Night that Rider. was Night Rider. I was about to say no, no. <laughs> when the guys tried to steal the car. Yep. From, that was uh, that season was one of Night Rider. <laughs> so I, I I redact my statement. Sorry. Yeah, because I was thinking the same episode, like way back in the beginning of season one. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, and restart and go. Here we go, guys. Um, so we open the episode with a woman. She's trying to break into. It looks like a warehouse. We don't actually, we can't tell what the warehouse is yet, but she's a photographer. She's taking pictures and she's standing right outside a gate. And I think she steps on a branch. She makes some noise. She makes some noise. Can over. She gets the attention of two jabronis who are nondescript. They drive up to the front in a Jeep and they see this woman get in her car and drive away. Yeah. So they radio in to some other guy. Who's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I got this. And so we get this guy who gets in a helicopter, and he flies up, and he starts chasing. At Again, this is where it starts to slow down. A literal snail's pace. I know. The helicopter chase of this car in the desert at night was not that great. No, was but definitely not a good again, night. again, credit, it was all model work again. This must be the... F- so this is episode four. Mm-hmm. So Goliath was the first two episodes, three. So far in the first four episodes, we've had model work done. Yeah. In the first four. It's just a new thing. Which I think is cool. Yeah. And I like it. And because you had already said that you really like model work I and do you like, like model models. stuff. So I think it was fun to watch. So he's like he shines spotlight on her and like he's laughing. He's kinda like taunting her for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh then his hand slides over to the next button on the little joystick mm-hmm. that says Gatling gun. <laughs> fires the Gatling gun off at the woman and doesn't really do much. He misses every single bullet. But freaks her out and she drives off the road. Right. Down a, down a cliff. Yeah. Not terribly far, but enough to scare her, and she's okay. She's alive. She's, she's okay. You know, and, but the helicopter comes around again, and there's a third button The there. thumb moves more, one more to the left, and he hits the button that says missile. <laughs> Fires a missile right at the car. Blows the thing to smithereens, and then we cut to Kit and Michael driving down the road. I know. <laughs> Listening to the Beach Boys. Yeah, right, right. And they're, all, they're talking about how much fun California is going to be. I wish they all could be California boys. Oh, that's a different one. Girls. Uh, yeah, so Kit is trying to talk to Michael. Doesn't quite understand. What was the question? He was asked. He didn't understand the music, right? Was that his issue? Why California was going to be fun? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. based on the song, you just doesn't understand how California could be fun. Yeah. He's like, well, Michael's like, well, it's sun, it's fun, it's girls in bikinis. Yeah, of course Michael would think about that. It's In-N-Out Burger. <sighs> we see a lot of that. Yeah. Not In-N-Out Burger, but we see a lot of, bur- we see a lot of burger talk in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? A lot of In-N-Out. We see a lot of In-N-Out of burgers. <laughs> That's not what I- You said In-N-Out, like the burger place. That's exactly what I said. Right, and I said we don't- Never mind. So- we see the victim, whose name was Amelia. Her daughter. Wasn't she lost at sea? Didn't she try to fly around the world? She was. They recently did. There was a report that they may have actually found her remains on an island in, in the South Pacific. Is that right? Something like that. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. This was not the same Amelia. This oh. was the Amelia who got blown up in her car. Okay. So we meet Amelia's daughter, whose name is Camilla. <laughs> not Pamela. Not Carmela, not Camellia, Camilla. Very nice. It's they, a beautiful name. That's a gorgeous name. They look very similar, too. They sure do, to the point where when we see a photograph of Amelia, it's just Camilla <laughs> dressed up like her. 
with a gray wig and glasses. Almost like they're going to use that device later on in the episode. I don't know. Your your daughter really looks like you. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, So she's meeting with Devin. And she says, I need you to help me find my mother. She doesn't usually disappear for this long. She's been gone for three weeks. She's never, she hasn't even called. This is just so unlike her. Well, have you, have you talked to the police? No, I came straight to you. No, she said she talked to the oh, police. Oh, she did talk to the you police. You watched this an hour okay, ago. My short-term memory is complete shit. My long-term memory, if you asked me the first time we ever met, I could literally, to the time of what we were wearing, tell you when we met. But I can't remember what we did an hour ago. So so in like three years, can I ask you if Cam- if, if Camilla, Camilla went to the police? You'd remember that? I would respond with yes, because in three years- You'll remember this conversation. I'll remember this conversation, yes. So yeah, so she did go to the police, and she's like, they said they couldn't do anything, just have to wait till she comes back. I don't know where to turn, and Devin's like, well, I'm glad you came here. And he goes, but wait, hold on. How did you find me, and why did you come to me? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I found all of your love letters that you used to write to my mother. It was the other way around, right? right no, Devin used to write. Oh, no. It was, she was writing them to Devin. Right. She was writing them to Devin. That's right. But then why did she have them? No, because I think they were, the love, I think they were letters that Devin was writing back to Oh, Amelia. that would make sense. Yeah. So she pulls this whole wad Now of- I'm the turd. She pulls this whole wad out and she goes, oh, I found all these love letters that you and my mother have been writing back and forth. And Devin's like, in mm. April's there. She's like, oh, Devin. Oh, Devin. Mm. You scam. So this makes two lovers yeah. that we've seen for Devin because in season one, it was, oh, in White Bird, he tells the story about how he fell in love with the woman in France. Right? That's the yeah. one. He tells the story about the, the lost love in France. Well, you know what? That's really interesting because she did that lost love in France die. Did she die? I don't remember. No, they went their separate ways because he chose his job. That's right. She wanted him, and then they parted ways never to be seen that's from again. That's right. That's right. But we learned that Camilla, Camelot? Camilla. Camilla speaks French. Correct. Hmm. Which is, well, okay, yes. And so that's interesting. So is it the same woman? Yeah. Because he tells the story about how she married, so Amelia married someone else after they kind of drifted apart. Yeah. So, but we never learn the identity of the love interest in France when he tells the story in Whitebird. Ooh, I wonder if it's the same woman. Oh, it would be interesting oh, if that they carried that through. It would be a great piece of continuity for the show. It would be. Well, let's hope that's the case so far. So, yeah, so Devin had this flame, um, another flame, like someone he he loved. And, right. And was hoping, he basically said he was hoping it would work. It just never did. Like, it never got to a point where either of them would, like we're in a place they would commit right exactly so naturally uh michael is on a mission that has to get cut short yeah or is he on vacation no he's on a mission oh no that's right the mission happens to be in california and he gets the call from devin and says and devin says michael i'm gonna need your help i need you to help me find this woman michael it's personal and and that's all michael needed to hear you got it devin i'm on my way but it's like he has to go to arizona so michael's somewhere in California, and he has to travel to Arizona at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, and he does. And yeah. in record time, he makes it to some Arizona place. It's just, Arizona an, it's just place. a neighborhood in Arizona where uh, I think this is Amelia's house, right? Yes. So it's at Amelia's house, and, and the daughter's there. Camel is there, and he and uh, she and Michael are talking in Amelia's house. Turns out that the last phone call that Amelia made happened to be right around the time that she disappeared, which was October 11th. Michael had traveled over to the congressman's office because Amelia had been doing some work with with a a guy who's running for Congress. 
No one had seen her in three weeks. Everything is leading back to no one has seen her for three weeks. Three weeks. Her last phone call was made three weeks ago. Three weeks. Kamala magically reproduces the phone bill. I know. (laughs) Out of nowhere. It's like, uh, Kamala, do you happen to have the phone records? Oh, no. Oh, wait. No. Yes, I do. It's it's right here. It's right here because I keep them with me at all times. (laughs) It's in my breast pocket. Yeah. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. So they find out that the last phone call she made syncs up to the last time she was seen alive yeah. three weeks ago. Um, so Michael decides that he's going to find out who did this. So there's a scene at a convenience. So Michael pulls up to a convenience store because he's going to go pick up some groceries for Amelia or Ka- for Kamala. 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 He's going to pick up groceries. He's going to make her dinner. He's going to make her some burgers. And they're going to have a. He's specifically going to make her burgers and fries. Burgers and fries. It's Michael's, Michael Knight's meal of choice. That would be his final meal, by the way, if he was on death row. Oh, yeah. He'd have burger and fries. Oh, gosh, yes. The side note um, if anybody can write us uh, and tell us what you think Michael Knight's perfect death row burger would be. Ooh. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us on the hotline. We want people to start using that more often because nobody does and no one likes us. Fine. Except for Bill. Oh, Bill. Love you, Bill. And yeah. Richard. Richard, we miss you. We need you to keep calling us. We love you, buddy. Anyway, cut to a convenience store. Michael's leaving. He comes out with two bags. He puts them in Kit's car. As these two idiots on motorcycles ride up and start accosting two women who have just gotten out of their car. Michael intervenes and kind of has a moment and tells these guys, "Hey, why don't we just go ahead and let's let's let these women go? Let's let's you know, <laughs> oh come on, buddy, you got you got to bind your own business." And basically, one of the Michael had rolled down Kit's passenger seat window. Yep. And the guy sticks his arm in, and Kit closes the window, grabbing his arm essentially. Right. And the he's like, "Oh my God, I'm stuck. It's got my arm. It has my arm. I I am stuck. <laughs> these Help guys me. are bad actors. I am stuck here in the car." Guys, these guys had clearly never acted before in their life. And the other guy with the giant mane of hair. It's like, um, let, let him go, man. Let him go. And so my and so Kit, does he tell Kit to let him go, or does Kit let him go of his own accord? Kit does it on his own. Basically, it's like, you guys, yeah, well, yeah, on a, a gentleman's agreement, I'll let you go. Just take off and leave us alone. Yeah. But you, did you hear what you said? You said he puts the groceries in Kit's car. Did I say that? You sure did. <laughs> I'm so alone. I'm going to put the groceries in Kit's car. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Nobody can be as perfect as you. I am so perfect. I know you are. I don't smell. I don't have an odor. You don't smell like farts? <laughs> well, well, I did a little bit last night. Ooh. So he lets him go, and, he, and Michael just drives off. And I'm thinking to myself, these idiots, ha- they need to factor into this plot somehow. I just I, it, They're coming back. They're coming back, but they need to be in a bigger role at some point in this episode. Let's put a pin in that one. So Michael comes back to Kamala's house with cheeseburgers, french fries, and pie. <laughs> awesome. Perfect way to, like, to comfort like, a frantic woman. Or, as Google Voice says it, Michael comes back to Kamalu's house with cheeseburgers, fresh price, and pie. <laughs> I tried to Google tag, tried to Google voice my notes again. I love Mr. Fresh Price. Remember that TV show, The Fresh Price of Belfarte? What? Belfarte? Belfarte. They make tomatoes, right? Yes, they do. Um, and so in another move that we've seen already, uh, Kamala magically produces her mother's diary. 
uh, but refuses to read it. Oh my God, there's private things in here. It's my mother's diary. I can't read. It's her day-to-day thoughts. This has her personal thoughts in it. I can't read that. Okay, well, your mother's more than likely dead, so I don't think she's going to care <laughs> yeah, right. if you look at this and she's open it up. She's been missing. No one knows where she is. She's been missing for three weeks. You're freaking out. Right. And, because Michael's like, maybe we'll get a clue of what's been going on, where she could be. Oh, all right, but don't tell her. So, so <laughs> you know, I would think, you know, diaries are in chronological order. The most recent stuff's at the back. You'd wanna... she, she opens it up at the front yeah. and starts digging through. Right. And before she gets one page in, some photos fall out. Right. And she's like, ooh, what are these? I don't know what these are. And Michael immediately grabs them. It's like, oh, that's a photo of something. Can't tell what it is. What's this? Oh, it's a schematic of something. Don't know what that is. I'll take it in. I'll let my buddy look at right. it. Right. By the way, she's a terrible photographer because when you see the picture later, it's literally just you can't make anything out of that photo. It's like she took a photo of, of something out of frame through a frosted piece of glass. Yeah, that's exactly what Don't it know was. What that is. Um, so how, where did the gas receipts come from? <laughs> the gas receipts? Because they pull out the gas bill. Oh, no, no. Or the ga- credit card receipts. Credit card receipts for her gas purchases. That's what it was. Okay. So, yeah, but there's all individual receipts. Now, I, I wasn't purchasing things via credit in the 80s, so I don't know what my credit card bill would have looked like. These but were like index cards. They were like index <laughs> cards. You know, each each you know receipt, each transaction was a receipt. Michael's like, oh, look, her last transaction was at whatever location on October 11th. Way outside of her regular areas. Because huh. because he's like, oh, look, all of these gas stations are, are local or around here, except for this one, which is way the hell somewhere else, and that's the last day thing, time anybody right. knew anything of her. Right. And her daughter's like, I don't get it. What does that mean? Right. I don't, I don't, what's, the, what's the difference? I don't that, that she wasn't here when she right. tra- did that transaction. Right. Wherever this happened is where she last was. So Michael's like, I'm, I'm going to go to this gas station, try to figure out maybe if the guy has seen her. So we get to the get we cut to the gas station and this is the second time this series where a gas station attendant has basically gotten off by like just rubbing his body against Kit. Oh right, that's right, right. <laughs> he's like, Oh, you got a real now I like this car. I know. He's, yeah, Michael's asking him, like showing him a Polaroid of of, of the woman of, of Amelia. <laughs> I was gonna say Camelia. Of Amelia. Yep. And the guy doesn't even look, he's just like Oh, that's a real nice car. Look at this dash. And he's like, he leans in and is like stroking the dashboard across Michael. Looks like he's like kind of reaching into. Oh know, yeah, massage Michael in his <laughs> in his dirty bits. He's, he wants to hit Kit's auto suck. <laughs> Michael's like, yeah, okay, okay. Do you know who this woman is? Have you seen her? And she's like, yeah, I don't remember. What does he say? What does he say? Yes or no? He basically says, "Yeah, that's the I rec-. He recognizes her and so, and basically tells Michael which way she headed when she left. And so Michael tries to leave and he goes, "Hold on a second there. You got yourself a problem." And he bends over to try to stab the tire right. and the knife bends. Yeah, cuz Kit has bullet well has shank proof tires, I guess. Um as as Google Voice puts this note, uh, that have tasted to ended tries to blow gets tired. What? What was that? I did what you got done, said, and I did running. I don't understand that. That made no sense whatsoever. I love it. So so Michael heads off to try to like retrace where Amelia was going when these two motorcyclers from earlier show up behind Michael and they kinda like cave like not cave in. They <laughs> They converge on him to try to like. They swoop around in front and like slowing him down and just dancing around and being stupid. Like, 
not doing anything, just being a nuisance. Yeah. And Kit's like, Michael, this is annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Kit's like, okay, Kit, do something about it. So he goes into ski mode, uh-huh. goes up on two wheels and just like drives past both of them, distracts them enough so that one of the motorcyclists loses control of his bike, goes off the side of a bridge. Uh-huh. And just crashes out. <laughs> crashes out in the dirt, and the other guy turns around and comes back to help him out. And that's it. You think. You think that that's it. Here we are. Second time we've seen these guys, and nothing has happened with either of them. There's, oh, they're awful. They're so useless. It's the worst. So this is the point. So Kit has detected a structure over the next rise on the road. So Michael goes off the road and drives over and sees what appears to be a, an open warehouse. Just a, a very a surplus warehouse is what it says on the side of it. Yeah, um, and he's like, "Wait a minute, Kit, pull up that picture that that Amelia took." Kit's got a scanner now, apparently. Yeah, Kit pulls brings it up on one of the monitors, and it's just this blurry, shitty photo. You can't tell what it is. Right, you can't tell a damn thing. No, no, you can't all. tell anything about it. Absolutely not. And Michael gets out of Kit, and he's looking. He's like, "Huh, that's really interesting." Kit, bring up bring up this place on the screen. Or took the, the kid probably took a fucking photo. It doesn't matter. I'm sure Kit took a picture with his weird camera angles that he somehow figures out how to do. Basically, Michael tells Kit to enhance uh, Amelia's photo, and it's a it's a perfect, beautiful. Oh yeah, Kit can photo enhance now. Yeah, yeah. Enhance. He's a he's a Walmart kiosk. Enhance. (laughs) Enhance. Enhance. Zoom in. There is technology that exists now that uh, computers can make the best guess of what a blurry image is. But in 1983. Kit is not from 1983, David. That's true. Kit is from the future. Kit is the future. Kit is the future. <laughs> um, so yeah. So the 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 indistinct photo comes into clear. It comes into clarity, and we re- it reveals that uh, Amelia was at that same surplus yard the night she was killed. Well, look at that. Damn it. So it's so interesting how <laughs> that that night that she was killed it was daylight according to that photo. But that's fine. Yeah. So. Is this the part where Kit scans the skid marks, or do we get the introduction <laughs> of our our uh, of our mystery guest? Does Michael have a little accident on the road? <laughs> Kit has to clean up the skid marks. Michael, come on! What the f- Michael? It's- you should have some roughage with those burgers. Maybe, maybe Michael, you shouldn't just be eating raw cheeseburgers. You dipshit! Shouldn't it just be bread, cheese, and meat. <laughs> so, is this where we go? In- do we cut into the warehouse at this point? Is this is this where we cut into no, the warehouse? No, Michael leaves and goes back. He goes someplace. And he basically goes back to death. Shit, I lost it. What I lost you- it because at one point we see, so this character, Mr. Str- Str- Mr. Strock, oh, Mr. this Strock. is where he shows up and he mentions that somebody outside was looking for Amelia. Yes, Michael goes in and, and, and asks the guy, I think. Oh, that okay, yes, he does. He goes up to the front. He goes up to the gate mm-hmm. and he asks if anybody has seen. Have you seen this boy? Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So Michael drives away. We cut to the inside of the warehouse, and walking out of the office is a man named Mr. Strock, I think his name is. But I'm not going to call him that for the rest of the episode. He will always be forever Pete Thornton. Oh. Dana Elkar walks out of that office, owns the scene. He is the villain of this episode. Love that. You you get the sense that he's like the owner of the surplus yard. Yeah. And he comes out and he goes, Somebody was somebody was talking about Amelia. Somebody was looking for Amelia in his Pete voice. And you gotta imagine that this is three years prior to his first appearance on MacGyver as Pete Thornton. Mm-hmm. Looks exactly the same. Looks exactly the same, sounds the same, does everything the same. 
and it's amazing. And I was here for it a hundred percent. I loved it. This is our eighties connection. This is how the two worlds are linked. I say that it's it's Pete Thornton before like he really before he became meaty Pete. It, it was his side hustle. Before he before he got all meaty. <laughs> um so yeah. So this guy is clearly like he's the head of the surplus yard. So we don't really see much of him. It's just a quick little scene of him. And then we cut back to Kit. Mm. Kit has decided. Kit's like, Michael, he sees the tire treads. Or he mm. scans and he says he's seen some tire treads going off the road. Yeah. And he tells Michael to turn around and go back so that they can look at it. Not them. only that, he's like, Michael, I, d- I detect some uh, 20 millimeter copper casing, like copper shell casings here. Sure you can. Like, okay. In the, in the pavement. Sure. So he's okay. driving back and forth, back and forth, trying to figure out what's up. Michael gets out and looks down the bank, and what does he see? He sees the charred remains of a vehicle, and he goes, oh, that looks like Amelia's car. Okay. It's the, it's a literal blackened, charred <laughs> nothing. You can't tell what kind of car that is. And, and Kit, he basically <laughs> he asks Kit, Kit, can you scan it to see any any if there are any remains of life in there? Yeah. And go- Kit scans back and forth. He's like, "No, Michael. I'm, there's only human remains." Yeah, he's like, "There are no, there, there's no remains of life. There are only human remains." <laughs> so the the one thing I'm thinking of is, okay, Kit can detect all these skid marks on the ground and read what they mean. He can detect bullet bullets in the in the pavement, but he can't detect a burnt out car just over the hill a little bit. Right. When in the previous episode he detected a Cadillac with a bomb in it three floors up in a concrete parking garage. <laughs> right. And you can see you can see the blown out car from the road as you're driving. If you were looking really you could have seen that. I I this is awful, but I wish they had like <laughs> I know what the, you're the say. scene ended with like a, a grotesque lingering close up of like the Ami- Amelia like <laughs> in the front seat. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go with that. Melted into the polyester. <laughs> oh, just a slow lingering like like the cameras backing out slowly. <laughs> to sh- just to sh- it would add to the pacing. Yeah, just to, I know, right? But just to show like the, the loneliness. We're also only like 18 minutes into this episode. I know it's, it's so terrible. slow. So slow. So then we get actually. So and I. This is the point I think where I. No, not yet. So we confirm that Amelia is dead, and then Michael realizes after Kit's lengthy explanation about what it was that destroyed it. And I like at one point Michael's like Kit. Get to the point. Like Kit's like, well, Michael, you have to understand that if 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 whatever destroyed this had to have come from above, and it was, and he's going into this like really like long explain. Michael's like. Kit, shut up. Just tell me what it is. And he goes, Michael, it was a helicopter. <laughs> no, it came from overhead. It came from overhead. It so was... the funny thing is Michael has Kit determined that uh, Amelia is dead. Yeah. But doesn't actually have any – he doesn't go down and look at it. He doesn't have any proof. We don't see any evidence of them calling the police at any point. No, I don't believe the police were notified. Ever. Michael just leaves that thing burnt out in the side on the road. Like just, oh, yeah, she's probably in there dead. I mean, he does call Devin. He calls and Devin, tells her. He tells her. Tells him. He tells him that his his flame is dead. Right over the phone. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, she she really burned up on that one. Ooh, she burned out. You think, man? Yeah, her heart was on fire for for Devin. Boy, man, she was all over the place, wasn't she? Her, she was melt. She melted the with the on the with the steering wheel she just she became one with that car you know she loved it so much she loved devin she 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 was on fire for devin okay you sure you want to you ready to move on 
I don't want to be, but I'll have I know. to. So this is the part when I t- I've had to pause it and tell Greg, this is what Knight Rider does really well that I've noticed for the fir- for the last what, 24 episodes I think we've watched so far. Yes. This show can really sell the drama. When Devin tells the story about his love for Amelia, <laughs> yeah, it got it hooked me right in. He's so good. He's so good at conveying this just longing for these women in his life. But he and- does it he does it with a like a longing smile, like the smile of of sad recognition but fond remembrance. Right. You know, he's like I had wonderful times. I've had a wonderful life, but alas, I must crawl into the porch and die. <laughs> But he would sell it, and you'd feel horrible for him, but you'd understand why he had to crawl under that porch and die alone. And that's the thing. And you would let him go. You would you would hold him as long as you could, but you would let him go. Right. I'm getting all like emotional oh, thinking about Devin wandering away from me. I know. But this is, this is Knight Rider's strength. I know that the show probably doesn't really want to hinge on the drama, and it's more about the action and like the cool car, but these are the scenes that really pull me into the world of Knight Rider. 100%. I know. They're so good. And it I was mean, so well done. I don't know what it is. The ones that happened in MacGyver felt a little hokey. Yeah, they did. Even though these are honestly more Im- improbable and crazy. Oh, absolutely. They're so much hokier. But absolutely. Man, see, seeing Devin and, and Michael get like glassy-eyed. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, it, it's it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so we come to find out that the helicopter is called the SX-411, and it is the most advanced helicopter in the world. Oh my god, really? And apparently what this helicopter fired off was something called the Sledgehammer Missile. I wanna be your Sledgehammer Missile. Yes, exactly. So Michael has... Obviously, so now we kind of know what this surplus yard is a front for. Yeah. This is what they're doing. So, we go back to the surplus yard. Kit uh, somehow picks that weird lock, and Michael goes in. Yeah. I don't understand how he did it. Um, the same way that he, he manipulated the, uh, that lock. Oh, the combo lock? The combo lock ages ago. In the same way that he... We'll, well, we'll talk about it in a second. Okay. <laughs> So he goes in, so Michael gets into the surplus yard, and he goes into the actual warehouse. The two guys from earlier hear something, and rather than just like go running to what it was, they hide, and they start slinking towards what's making the noise. Yeah. Michael knows he's cornered, so he calls Kit and says, hey, Kit, I'm going to need a diversion. So what does Kit do? He doesn't just like, you know short out the electricity and like kill the lights i just want to i just want to make a because this will be shocking if we don't explain it yeah this salvage and scrapyard all like stores like old military equipment like historic military equipment right yes yes so he doesn't like blow out the electricity or like dim the lights or something that you would think kit would do no he turns on a world war ii battle tank yeah it looks like a sherman tank yeah Really makes me think something because I don't know, you know, I think they were pretty mechanical and not so, you know, electrically intricate. Probably not. I don't know how, how well, the same way Kit manipulates a, a you know, whatever. Yeah. So, Kit can telekinesisize other machinery. Yeah, Kit can communicate with all, sen- all decades. This oh, the- that's really interesting. Maybe it's not an electronics thing. But maybe it's a machine 
language. Do you think he could just communicate with all machines from what from any decade? All mechanical things. Because what was that? This was the four. It would have been World War Two, so the forties. Yeah, this is a forty-year-old tank. Yeah, he can any any era. Hmm. Kit can just Kit has that like binary code. I love that, that idea that he can like tag like log into any machinery. Yep. to get that moving. Absolutely, Tootsley. So. One of the guys gets on the front of the tank as it's just driving away. <laughs> the other guy <laughs> chases after the tank. And we assume that Michael just came in to look or to do something, but then he just leaves, gets in kits, and drives away. We don't actually see him do anything. No, no. He goes he's he goes inside, sees the helicopter, and leaves. That's Right, that came out of nowhere. That was a, that I, was a verp. That, that is, uh, <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Yeah, and, and then it goes back to Devin and tells him basically that he saw the helicopter in there. And Devin's like, "Michael, did you get a serial number, a photo, or anything? Because I can't get a search warrant with with, with nothing. You yeah. have no information for me. Like a serial number is going to give you a search warrant. <laughs> Whatever. But, but anyway, he, somehow does he get a DA? Is it a, a DA? He's like, "Oh, I've got I've got a connection. He's we'll, like, we'll get you the search warrant. I've got a friend. We'll figure this out." So basically, they go back. Yeah, um, with their search warrant, right? They go inside, and Meaty Pete's there. Yeah, Meaty Pete's really pissed off at Devin. You, he's like, you're not getting anywhere without a search warrant. What oh, you on? You mean this one? Right, and uh, basically, fucking... you know, opens up the warehouse, and what's what's in the warehouse? Uh, nothing. It has been completely emptied. Because you know what? I think Michael kind of screwed it all up by going in there in the first place. Pretty sure he did. Oh, they're on to us now. Better move everything. Because if they had just shown up with a with a search warrant, because Devin literally was going to do that anyway and get his connection, yeah. they would have walked in and found all of this. <laughs> Way to go, Michael. But nope, nope, nope. Michael now has to go undercover as a mercenary <laughs> to try to infiltrate the surplus warehouse. Now, this is funny because it's something that April, I don't know if she came up with it, but she gave Michael his mercenary outfit. Already soiled, is which what she refers all I to can it think as. of is Fable. Like I was playing a lot of Fable last last winter. Yeah, and you can dress up as a mercenary, put on your mercenary clothes. Yeah, you know, so you look the part. That's great. <laughs> so April gave him pre-soiled, as she said, pre-soiled mercenary clothes. That'll make you smell like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find these? I don't know. Behind a, a laundromat in the dumpster. Oh well. Did you? They, I mean, there was a. They, they were in. A, they were on a body, <laughs> and so I just. I just thought that th- this guy wasn't going to be using them anymore, mm-hmm. so so I took them. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah. Thank you. So Michael now is dressed up as a mercenary, jeans and a green cam. Not even camouflage, just like a green- olive drab, like yeah, rain yeah. jacket kind of thing. And uh, he's completely undercover, a hundred percent undercover. But he's still driving Kit. Yep. And lo and behold, when Michael shows up at the hillside bar to meet his contact, whose name is Jack Cragen, uh, the motorcyclists are there. Oh, no. The crazy guys that were trying to chase Michael down on the road. And they try to destroy Kit. Kit rolls one of the other, one, the same guy's arm up in the window while the other guy just tries to beat the shit out of Kit with a lead pipe. Man, he's got my arm. My arm is stuck again. He's got my arm. Come help me, please, sir. Help me, buddy. <sighs> the guy basically is like, forget it. I'm leaving. Long story short, 
Kit basically tells them, all right, I'll let you go if you promise to you know, go straight and narrow from now on. Yep. Put your hands up and repeat after me. He's like, I promise to, leave, to lead a life in the straight and narrow. I will not cause any more harm. And he's like, I didn't really buy that, but a promise is a promise. Let's them go. That's the last we see of them. They never come back again. That's fine. Who cares? Back to the plot at hand. Back to the plot at hand. Michael at the bar. And so he meets up with Jack Cragen who we find out is he's a guy we had seen earlier who actually works for Pete Thornton. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Michael is trying to buy some missiles from Cragen uh-huh. as, as the contact and basically says to Cragen, if I don't hear from you by noon tomorrow, the sale is off, but this here's what we're going to do. I, oh. I, I want these, oh. I want these missiles. Uh-huh. Uh, so Cragen through a traced phone call, yeah. Uh, Kit finds that that call is going straight to the congressman's office, oh. who we see is working with Pete Thornton. Peter Thornton. Mr. Strock. Strock. Mr. Strock Suck. Thornton. Mr. Strock Thornton. Mr. Strock Suck Thornton. Suck Strock Thornton. Suck Struts. And Mr. Suck Struts. My name is Mr. Suckstruts. I hate everything. I love derailing our conversation. Do you? Yes. I'm going to get us back on track. Okay. You ready? <laughs> so Craigan agrees and then calls. Oh, you know, he gives, <laughs> he, Michael gives Craigan Kamala's direct phone number. I actually realize now, I think he gave, he gave him april's number like the 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 night industry's trailer number oh okay all right saying that april was the girlfriend and then michael was waiting at camilla's house or april's house with camilla carmela yeah caramelized onions that's her with caramelized (laughs) yes and they relayed anyway basically the guy's like yeah sure okay we'll do the missile shit meet you there at 11 30 back at the hillside michael says sure so michael shows up and shock me shock me michael is ambushed because one of the men who is at the bar is the guy that he saw when he broke into the surplus warehouse the night before so they ambush him they beat him senseless yeah kit drives him back to amelia's house yeah and Michael kind of like passes out in Devin's arms. Yeah. Yep. That's. Uh, yep. He so does. Come to find out, Amelia uh, or the congressman, we find out is uh, is involved with this illegal arms dealings. Uh-huh. Um, and in order to probably further his campaign, we would assume this is what's happening here. You would think. Uh, Amelia, we find out, was killed because she got too close to finding yeah. out the truth about what was actually going on. Seems like something we may have heard in other 80s television shows. Exactly. Killed because you got too close. <laughs> <laughs> he got too close for comfort. So the p- Southern comfort. I don't like SoCo. Vomit party. <laughs> that reminds me. I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about this show. This, remember that movie, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls? <laughs> They were ta- somebody was talking about that on another podcast. I can't. I might have been those movie guys, but they were talking about slaughtered vomit dolls. Do you remember? Yeah, we I remember. found that on YouTube. And we watched the whole thing. It was the worst. I sold my soul to Satan. Don't ever. No one find that. It's awful. It's not worth anyone's time. It was part of the vomit gore. <laughs> That's right. Traveling vomit gore genre. <laughs> forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) anyway so the plan is because uh camilla looks so much like her mother 
that they're going to try to do like a, a not not necessarily a bait and switch because you can't do that because Amelia's dead. They're going to dress Camilla up like her mother, and they're going to try to fool these people. Oh, they don't try. They don't try. They do. They, and they succeed because <laughs> these people are idiots. Mm-hmm. So Camilla walks into the congressman's office, hands a letter to one of the workers who goes into the office and hands it to the congressman. Mm-hmm. They both, so um, Pete is in there with the congressman and they both look up and they kind of do the, Whoa! The double oh, I thought she was dead. And then she basically, Kamala runs outside, Kit's outside with Michael and they take off. And right. The, the congressman and Meaty Pete run outside. And uh, they're like, they start talking pretty openly. Yeah. What does she say? What does she want? She wants five hundred thousand dollars cash. Yeah. But the way that like that like Dana Elkar speaks, they she wants five hundred thousand dollars cash. But 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 Congressman, come on, where are we, we gonna get the kind you. of cash? Uh, That's so much money. You know, who uh, w- you know who wouldn't give me a hard time? MacGyver. Oh, I miss MacGyver. Eh. Either way. Anyway, so we cut to the semi. I made a note. This is the first time that we actually see someone driving the semi. That you can really clearly see. It's coming head on, and it's clearly a woman. I shit you not, Greg, and I paused it on my TV, got right up to the... It looked like Bonnie. It's like, that looks like Bonnie, Like, but her hair is a mess. Like it's all she fr- is. frizzy and bushy because they don't let her out of the cab. She's wearing like a, a onesie, like mechanics jumpsuit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And just I swear like, to God, it was Bonnie. Totally has to be. Absolutely. Let's go with that. Bonnie's been. Bonnie is driving the truck. Anybody else wants to watch that scene and report back to us and confirm that it, I, it, it's her. They don't have to confirm anything. I'm saying it's Bonnie. It was her. So April has uh, has done some work on Kit with her with her dildo. <laughs> Um, yes, so she does. April has somehow increased Kit's microwave jammer by three times. Oh, yeah. Which should be able to knock out the chopper's engines. Knock out the chopper. The problem is, April says, you're going to have to get really close to that helicopter. Okay, so why do, increase it three times and I still have to get really close to the helicopter? We're like, and Michael says, how are we going to do that? And April's like... Wish I had a good answer for you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go uh, recalibrate this wand. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> so she also equipped Kit with a prototype ultra magnesium charge to deflect heat-seeking missiles. So if the helicopter were to fire a sledgehammer missile, in theory, yeah. these ultra magnesium charges should deflect those missiles, too. I, I think deflect. I mean, she did say deflect. Yeah. But that's not the right. I don't think it's the right thing like like attract or or distract you know yeah deflect isn't the right word because it's supposed to just yeah it's supposed to attract the yeah it's the the missile away from kit hotter and brighter than kit's rip roaringly hot engine so camilla dressed as amelia gets into kit alone and drives away as then we see that she's then being tailed (laughs) as kit gets far enough away the semi truck pulls out across the road and stops the guys from following her just enough so that Kamala can get into Devin's car and Michael can get into Kit and continue driving mm-hmm. so that when the semi goes away, it looks like Kamala is still driving they away. They pull the old so the, switcheroo. That was the bait and switch right there. There's the bait and switch right there. And they did it really well. And they did it really well. I'm just going to keep copying. Just going to keep copying you. So, Greg. David. 
The chopper arrives. Mm-hmm. The chopper. And attempts to destroy Kit. Attempts to... The, the chopper tries to destroy Kit. Does it succeed? Does not succeed because Kit is ultimate and the chopper is penultimate. He is. The micro... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, this is supposedly the, the best, the most high-tech stealth chopper in the world. Right. But and April's micro jammer. The micro, the micro, the micro fram jam. It, um, it does the same thing it did earlier in season one, uh-huh. where it just cuts the sound out. Right. Bat, 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 But it's not enough power. They have to get closer. They have to get closer, David. They have to get closer to scram jam the fram jam frapper rap. So how do they scram jam the real time? What do they do this time? They they get a running start and they turbo boost over that shit. Great model. Great oh, model work. Awesome. Great model work. The only way that they could get enough range and close enough is to fire the scram jam hammer town down onto the, the directly the, over the on the chopper. Yes, and the chopper basically like just you know spins down and like the guy can fly it to the ground, but it's not running anymore. And he gets all mad. He starts running away. Right, and just in time for Michael to come charging down behind him and Kit. Yep. like he's riding a horse. Oh yeah, and jumps out of Kit and tackles him to the ground. They get into a big fight. Yeah, they really do get into a fight of sorts it was a slowly paced fight really lackluster <laughs> um michael handily beats the shit out of him oh as God, he's he been known to do and then he has kit like slowly back over him yeah <laughs> starts like spinning the tires spinning over his, his tires, head giving giving the guy skid marks <gasps> skid marks he'll never forget skid mark strock <laughs> that's his name there we go skid mark strock so speaking of strock we cut back to the uh what am I? What? Oh, the surplus store. <laughs> and there's an authorities are there. Devin's there, and they're talking. And I believe Strock is the one who says, "Well, you can't do anything without an arrest warrant." And they're like, "I got one right here." Oh, I got buddy. one right here. You mean this one? Let's uh, go. Let's get out of here. And he gets all mad, and Meaty Pete storms off to go. Puts his gimp mask on and gets in the back of the goes car. Off to be on MacGyver. Leave me here for two hours. Yeah, that's how the story of MacGyver starts. Yeah. He gets arrested, but has to get put into witness protection. So he's he's masquerading as Peter Thornton, the head of the Phoenix Foundation. But he's really Mr. Strock, who is arrested and, and, and that, humiliated. And that's how he got it. That's how it's, why it's called the Phoenix Foundation, because he's trying to, to, to blacklist and, and mess up the foundation. Right. He's trying to get back at them somehow. You see what we just did there? We tied the universes together. We just together. tied those universes even closer together. Be- because they're, they are the same world. And I love this next scene. So Devin... Is shaking hands with the congressman, mm-hmm. but he's got that white knuckled grip, and he's basically just like, "I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I'm going to find a way to find out that you are a part of this, and I vow that I'm going to bring your campaign down. You will not be seeking election." It was so good. <laughs> he's he's like, like, he's just like giving them. He's like smiling and being real nice, but he's giving this like crushing death grip handshake. Oh my god, it was amazing. I'm going to bring you down, and you're going to love every minute of it. And I'm the congressman gonna... just had a smile the whole scene. Yeah, and we cut back for the finale. Michael's making out with Camila, Camilla, oh, almost. Well, well, he was like he was heartily kissing her goodbye. He was. Everybody says their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin gets Michael's sloppy seconds and also kisses Camilla on the lips. I know, which is, which has got to be very difficult for Devin and Camilla because Camilla looks like her mother, right? And Devin's kissing her daughter. Who full on the lips? Full on the lips, and it must have been like, man, I, I just want to tear you apart right now, <laughs> right? But he can't because you're you're my you're my dearly beloved Amelia. Yes, twenty years younger, right? 
and a different person. So that's just, just weird. It's just bizarre. So Kamala gets in a cab and leaves, but we have no idea where she's going. No, she just leaves. She says goodbye to Kit in French. <clears throat> Au revoir, Kit. Right. Yeah. Au revoir, Pee Wee. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's kind of where it ends because then the, the last the last scene of the episode is Michael heading off to California. Throws the Beach Boys cassette in, and they drive away. To go back on the original mission. Which doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense, and I don't like the Beach Boys. That was a terrible way to end the show. Sure it was. I hated it. Did you not hate this episode? Or did you hate this episode? I didn't hate it, but it was not good. Like, it was was enjoyable to watch because I watched it with you, so it was fun. Yes. But it was just not good. No. It was just weak. I'm only going to give it a belt buckle. Wow. That's a two-star. Yeah. Because of Dana Elkar. Yeah. Even though he was limited in his role, yeah. it was just nice to see him in there. Uh-huh. And this is the first MacGyver, maybe it might not be the first MacGyver star we've seen, but the first recognizable yeah. MacGyver star that we've seen. So I'm going to stick with, <clears throat> I'm going to give it two stars. I think I'm going to have to give it two stars as well. So solid belt buckle. It's really close to Hoff's nuts. It's uh, just like, you know, was not good. The buckle was shiny. But the backside of it's dirty and tarnished and biting into my belly. So I don't really like that. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're sticking. We're both going to stick with two stars? Two stars. All right. Not a great episode and one I probably won't revisit anytime in the I near mean, future. I mean, I definitely, if it came on again, I'd watch it again. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't like deliberately Although go I after feel it. like I'll watch most of these episodes again if they ever yeah. came on TV. Just because that's the way I am and that's what I'm sticking with, Greg. Do you think we could watch all of them in one day? No. That's no. 92 episodes. Yeah, we could watch them all in one day. Sure. 92 hours? Is that one day? We'll, we'll just start all four seasons at the same time. Okay. And watch them in parallel. Let's give it a go. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be an overload. Would it be, though? No. No, it wouldn't at all. You want to play around of who's more likely? I sure do. All right, let's do it here. These are going to be far less uh, obnoxious than last week's episode. Eh. Uh, but we'll, we'll go ahead. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Okay. Who do you think's more likely... Michael or Devin, by reading their grandfather's diary to find out that their grandfather was in fact a Nazi. Oh, Devin! <laughs> oh, Devin! Yeah. Could you see the? Could you imagine the heartbreak on Devin's face if he realized that his grandfather was a Nazi? But I would say that that might explain why he was in the OSS. You know, oh. he rebelled. Oh, I like that. You know, I'm going to go with Devin also, but there's this big murky family tra- like family drama that his his grandfather, you know, stayed behind at some point and like the family went to England but the ex- estranged brother of the grandfather like stayed behind and they uh, became a became a Nazi and Devin went over there to try to connect with him but ended up having to assassinate everybody. Oh my god. Oh my god, we just we need to propose a Devin Miles prequel. Netflix, if you're listening to this show, I'm tagging you in this episode. Make the Devin Miles prequel series happen. Oh my god. I, Greg and I will literally write a 13 episode treatment for you. <laughs> yes. For well, I mean, we'll talk we'll talk money at some point, but uh we'll just no, we'll just write one 13 hour episode. <laughs> I mean, we have to imagine. So, if we're going to put this out on Twitter. No one's going to vote for Michael, right? No, I don't see him. That might have been a bad choice. Uh, no. I, okay, but I'm, I'm really curious to know where people are going to vote on this one. And I want people to call us and tell us why. Oh, I know. Or maybe I should have selected Garth. Uh, it's too late. No, it's no. That's, that's perfect. All right, you ready? Yeah, David. 
<laughs> Who is more likely to crash into an open car door while bicycling? <laughs> April, Devin, or Michael? I always envision that scene from Wayne's World with the with the ex girlfriend. Yeah, hi Wayne, and she just slams into the. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) It would have to be Michael because he was looking at women as he was biking by. Hey, ladies, door prize. (laughs) But he he like brush it off. Like yeah, no, like nothing happened. Right, right. It just like smack, bam. But would it be okay? Would it be coming into the car? Like you know, how, which direction would the? Oh, car be? it would be with the car door opening. So he would be right. He would be. He'd hit the interior of the okay, car door. Okay, so crunch. Like, yeah, and, he, and he'd, he'd stop dead. He'd bend the car door yeah, outward bend backwards. <laughs> I'm gonna say Devin. Oh wow! Only because Devin doesn't know how to ride a bike. So he would try and try and try, and he gets so excited that he he's finally able to get himself riding on that bike, only to realize that a car door is open, and he slams into it and just goes right up over there. Oh, that'd be amazing! Oh, that would be great. I don't know why I told you. Can we can we come can we combine it and say that Devin and Michael were on a bicycle built for two, and Michael was driving. Oh my god! And he got and he got distracted (laughs) by looking at women and and smashed into it, throwing Devin over the top of Michael, and Michael getting crumpled up, and the big two person bike just kind of oh my god falls on Michael. Yes, okay, that's the answer. Michael and trick question: Michael and Devin in a tandem bike. (laughs) April waving her wand her her magic that's what michael gets distracted by because at the end of this episode he says hey hey do you guys want to go out to california i'd like to see you in a bikini he was talking about devin though yeah of course he was (laughs) devin's banana hammock (laughs) the lost episode devin's banana hammock oh god we got a problem. No, we don't. We're okay. We're beautiful. Greg. David. Do you want to hear what's coming up next week? All right. All right. Next week is season two, episode five, Blind Spot. After an evidence drop goes badly wrong and an innocent bystander is critically wounded, Michael finds himself protecting the only witness, a blind artist who is struggling to be independent. Wait, why would they be a witness if they're blind? <laughs> Maybe they heard something. They have oh. ears, David. And now we're okay. Are you telling me that I'm I'm insensitive to blind people? I don't know. Okay. Are you? No. Uh, I do need to. I do need to. I, I want to know if you recognize this name. Yes. It's another MacGyver throwback. It's okay. a character that we we did not like. The actress's name is Alyssa Davalos. Oh yes. Do you know who that is? Yes. Who is it? Yeah, <clears throat> the girl that nobody liked. Nikki Carpenter. That's right. So we got Nikki Carpenter coming up in next and next week's episode. Oh, I love it! Uh, I'm really excited. for I that. I hope she plays the blind artist because it might be nice to see her in any other role except for the bitch that she oh, was right. in MacGyver. She just was not great. She just yeah. wasn't that. We, fun. we we did a whole seven seasons of that shit. We don't have to drag that up again. I'm sorry. All right, Greg. Greg, do you have any other closing thoughts before we say goodnight to everybody? Um, no, but I'm looking online and I want to go see it. Sako Cinemagic tomorrow in IMAX. Yeah, they're playing Akira. Ooh, I think I might have to go see that. I'm going to see Captain Marvel tomorrow night. Oh boy! <laughs> anyway, guys, 
if you guys want to find us, find us on champacline.com. That's the best way to get in touch with us. You can find everything there. Our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our Facebook page, our email address. Calling our hotline is right up on the front page, 207-835-1954. Definitely give us a buzz. Also consider leaving us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for us to be heard and seen by other listeners. Gregory, I feel like you need to leave. David Tampa. Do you want to say goodnight? My name is David Champo. You close us out first. Hey, everybody. Thank you for watching. I'm Meaty Pete's Unplaced Anger. And I am Skidmark Strock. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, everybody. There's no reason for increased volume. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.